What's up, everybody? Welcome to Old Eyes, New Glasses, a podcast about relationships, family, and how emotional intelligence impacts our lives. My name is Avery Baker, and along with my pops, Brian Baker, he's got the old eyes, and I've got the new glasses. Together, we are one of the only father-son inspirational speaking duos in the world. And this podcast is designed to be an extension of the messages that we give to audiences around the world, whether it's a national conference or a high school gymnasium. Get ready to listen to some of the most dynamic, the most unique, and the most inspirational cross-generational conversations that you've ever listened to. So with that being said, Pops, I want to bring you on here and uh, go ahead and fill people in and let people know how exactly we got to this point um, as father-son inspirational speakers. After me twisting your arm to do it, I, I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up before then. But it actually, it's, it's very interesting. We started um, talking about this a little bit more than three years ago. And uh, one night over dinner, we just were having a conversation about... Um, what we could do to help other families in our local community with their relationships. Little did we know that uh, it was going to morph into what it has, but it's been a fantastic uh, journey for the past couple of years. You know, I, I, I actually asked Avery uh, his sophomore year of college, I believe, if he wanted to do some things uh, together uh, at that point in time in his life. And you know, being a pretty mature young man at that time, he said, no, I don't want to do that because I don't know myself well enough. And so I, I had to say touche uh, on that. It was, one. Also, so, it was also a creative way for me to say no. <laughs> well, I figured that at the time, it took me a couple of months to figure it out, but I did know that that was the, uh, the actual answer that you were giving me. But, um, you know, fast forward a few years after that, after some 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 journeys in your life um you came back to me and just said hey i think i'm ready now to do this thing and so uh from dinner conversations to you know hopping on airplanes and traveling around the country you know here we are so yeah. um yeah that's how we kind of came to where we're where, where we are today absolutely and i remember it was about two and a half years ago at the end of 2017 when you were deciding to you know retire early from your job in corporate America because you really wanted to start your own business and you wanted to do motivational speaking um, on on your own and speak and coach people and mm -hmm. work with uh, you know businesses on how mm -hmm. they can bring civility to the workplace. And so yep. that time just so happened to correlate when with me graduating from college and mm -hmm. figuring out you know, what my next step was going to be and, and trying to decide if I wanted to go jump into a nine to five or if I really felt like I wanted to go straight to grad school because that was a desire of mine. And so I think the stars just aligned and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm very blessed and it's beautiful that the, the stars aligned the way they did because originally, you know, I was just um, helping you out grow your business uh, mm -hmm. and then it just kind of turned into you know, hey, we should do something together. Yeah, and yeah. No. That, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say no. That's that's pretty much how it is. I mean, you you mentioned that um, you know I was ready to step away from corporate America after uh, many many years there, almost twenty five of them, 
which were good years, but you know, it was time to close that chapter uh, in my book and open up a new one. And even when I was in corporate America, you know, I, as you know, I, I did several other things at the time. I started a small company um, 10 years before leaving corporate America called Manners Matter, where I put together um, some workshops and some talks around the subject of manners and 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 did it for a lot of uh, um, elementary school and high school students as well as uh, nonprofit organizations even did some work for the Seattle Supersonic you know that's a long time ago when the <laughs> when Seattle had a basketball team in the NBA but uh, they actually flew me up to do to flew me up to do some work with them in their community relations department around the uh, Manners Matter campaign that I had going on. And so, you know, I always had the desire to step in front of rooms and to help people um, get to the next uh, step, next level in their journey. And and when you when you were game to come and join me, um, you know, I, I, I just said, yeah, we could take this to the next level, man, because there's not very many people uh, at all out there having, as you said, cross-generational um, conversations, but doing it in a very authentic way, uh, and really kind of letting a lot of lot of stuff uh, that went on in our relationship in our household uh, out the bag. And so we we you know we're special in that way because we decided to pull no punches. I thank you for that. You know I'm I'm old man. I'm that boomer that's kind of like no, you keep your business to yourself. And you're like no, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna keep it 100, keep it real. So um, yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool. Yeah, absolutely. First thing I want to say is manners matter would have been a great shark tank idea i think <laughs> uh, i think cuban and, and all of them would have loved manners matter that name was really good but you're right i think the what we do uh is so unique and so special and so moving because of the authenticity that we bring to audiences people mm-hmm. aren't used to seeing a father and a son break down big life events like this and really reflect on them and talk about how they've changed one another, how they've changed each uh, each of us and how they've changed mm-hmm. our relationship um, as father and son. And so um, it's very interesting because, you know, I, I, I've noticed that a lot of times the people that are making the remarks are women that see us speak because they are the first to acknowledge that we don't see men open mm-hmm. up the way that you two do. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, going back to what you said and, and what I said originally when you brought this idea to me, I thought it was very important because of the way that you and mama raised me. I thought it was very important that we are honest and we are truthful because I think that's what really is going to end up impacting people and helping people is, is um, you know, not sugarcoating anything. Because y'all yeah. never sugarcoated anything with me or Justin, <laughs> me or my brother Justin. So I just didn't know. I didn't know any better. You know, I don't know what it is to, uh, you know, to to blow smoke, you know, up up, you know where. So right, you know, right. Well, you know, so so let me do this. I think it'd be a good uh, a time to give people a little bit more about um, our personal story, and 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 a good way for them to get an understanding of. Um, of of who each of us uh, is so i'll start if you're cool with that and and talk a little bit about you i um i always uh when i talk about you and i talk about uh justin uh my my youngest son he's two years younger than avery 
I can't help but smile about that because um, I'm very, very proud of both of them and the journey that they've been on. But but more than anything, I'm proud of the people uh, that they've become. They're just really uh, cool dudes, awesome, down to earth, uh, grounded uh, people. And, and I dig that most. But, you know, when I think about you and I think about um, you graduating from college with your degree in economics, a couple of years ago, I always get a kick out of that because in your freshman year of college, uh, you began to wonder whether college was even uh, in the mix for you. You remember how frustrated you were? Part of it was living at the house at the time and, and going to school and not feeling like you were, you know, in college per se, still kind of in high school. But yeah, to fast forward a couple of was that? It was definitely tough um, because still being at home for my first year of college it definitely felt a little bit like an extension of high school and mm -hmm. um i i was kind of always looking for room to grow and mm -hmm. it was tough feeling kind of like i was in quicksand like i was working really hard to go nowhere type of sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> well that's what made graduation kind of cool though to just watch your your growth and your development uh, during those college years from your freshman year to, uh, you know, what you what you did on campus, your sophomore year, working with the athletic director uh, at Sacramento State, working hand in hand with him, almost having an, an apprenticeship uh, with him and then going ahead and, and working on uh, local political campaigns, working for some mayoral, a mayoral candidate uh, here in Sacramento. And then you're you know, your uh, your senior year, you had an opportunity to uh, to move to Sydney, Australia for six months in the study abroad program. And then while there and in a, a internship with a public relations firm in Washington, D.C. And so, you know, when, when you graduated, when you got home from from uh, uh, from Sydney and from Washington and graduated a semester later, it was really cool. I remember remarking uh, to, to to your to your mom. Um, man, I didn't know if this dude was even going to get through college uh, after his freshman year. And, you, and your journey was was different than Justin. You know, Justin went away to school immediately, went down to UCLA. Uh, and, you know, you had to kind of figure out was Sacramento State your thing for the duration or uh, or did you want to transfer? And you just kind of hung in there and just grew the whole time. So I'm very impressed with 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 your your progress, your development. Um, as a person, as a human being, and I'm very proud of you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I, I I hope you're proud of me. Um, <laughs> considering you raised me. That was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. I mean, I obviously you know this, but for for anybody listening, you know the the foundation that my parents gave me. I honestly feel like I had the best parents in the world because of. The combination of love and lessons and um, teachable moments and just overall fun that we had in our household growing up. Um, I, I always just reflect on how beautiful our household was, and I, I you know, I'm bragging a little bit, but that's real. And mm -hmm. um, and I also understand the trials and tribulations that we've gone through. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it makes it even sweeter now to see how far we've come. Uh, and for those of you listening, it's important to understand that when I was 
early teens, 11, 12 years old, there was a series of losses in our family. Um, my dad lost his only brother, his father, and two of his grandparents in less than two years. Mm -hmm. And this was all happening, right? Like I said, early teens, right? As I was transitioning, going from those middle school years to those high school years. And so that already, that transition brings its own, you know, conflicts and its own challenges. Yeah. challenges. And so to compile that with the losses of very close relatives, you know, my uncle is like a second father to me. And I spent so much of my youth in his home um, and, and with him. And so, and then to watch my dad go through the grieving process over and over and over again, and it was really tough. And it mm. created a lot of uh, ripples in our relationship that had not been there prior to. And mm -hmm. we were living through that for quite honestly, for years. Um, as I went through high school and, and as I got into college and, and then when I got older, I think the, you know, the rifts in our relationships, those started to get better um, through some of the stuff that we talk about, you know, through the love and the communication that we had in the conflict resolution and the expectations that were set on our relationship, we were able to overcome it. But I think a lot of it was also just through the natural process of maturation and uh, me, you know, coming of age and um, getting over those tough times because, you know, I'll be very frank, there were times where um, I, I didn't really like, you know, you my dad <laughs> because I was just, questioning what you said a few minutes ago. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm, you know, there was love and all that was in the household, but I'm sure there was a lot of times where you was like, yeah, this dude here, I, I, I could really do without him right now. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, when we started butting heads and, um, you know, as you were grieving and I was trying to grow and become a man and a lot mm -hmm. of times that just, pre, you know, those those trajectories, those just kind of ran into each other. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there were times where um, obviously we know about the time where um, I had to sign a contract to stay inside the house. And that's, <laughs> that's you know, for another episode. And we can have an entire episode about that event. Mm -hmm. um, but but that happened. You know, there were times there was a time where I remember you and I, you know, getting to a point where it was like, all right, like, let's put on the boxing gloves and like, we got to go outside. And fortunately it never came to blows, but the fact that it had escalated to that point mm -hmm. and to see us go from there to where we are now, you know, that's, yeah. that's, what's really amazing. And um, that's what, when people hear our story, they're like, mm -hmm. wow, you know, how, that's, that's beautiful that you were able to go from a low point and turn that around. And get yeah. to the point now where you know the the love was always there, but now we're right. able to talk about it and tell our story. Yeah. So. Well, the point is, I mean, you know, when you build relationships uh, on a solid foundation and not on sand, they with they withstand things. And you know, we we had a solid relationship, but like all relationships, they get tested, and we just happen to be equipped. Uh, with the tools to be able to 
you know, mend and repair our relationship when that time came about and when we needed to do it. And so um, for people that are, are joining uh, this podcast, we recently uh, wrote a, a short ebook on developing self-awareness. And one of the, you know, one of the, one of the foundations that, that we talk about all the time, one of the foundations uh, in terms of being um, the best person that you can be in any of your relationships, whether they be family, whether they be work, workplace, whether they be your friendships, uh, it really comes down to self-awareness. And so we had a good time, you know, writing, writing this short book, but let me just throw this to you because I just was thinking about this. Um, you're only 24 years of age. You just turned 24 not too long ago. You're one of the more self-aware people that I know, much more than a lot of grown people, adults, I should say, uh, that are my age that I know. Like, where, where did where did you develop that uh, over the past few years? How did you work on your self-awareness? What 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 has happened in your life besides what we talked about in terms of our relationship? But outside of that, share with everybody a little bit about, you know, how self-awareness has, um, has played a role for you. Yeah, I think first and foremost, when I started to come of age where I really was understanding and recognizing my own emotions, my own triggers, what I felt like was things that I gravitated to, things that I didn't like. And I think some of my earliest memories of um, understanding self-confidence and what mm -hmm. that notion and what that does, having confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. And to be quite honest with you, you know, growing up, I think um, I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew that. And because I knew that, I realized like, okay, at least I'm aware of this. And so th that <laughs> self-awareness just in itself was like first step, identifying it. And I think that's really important to note because that's really what self-awareness is. It's that mm -hmm. initial step to recognizing who you are. Yeah, being you know, honest. Being honest. It's it's complete 100% honesty with the person that you see in the mirror and, you know, the emotions that you're feeling and all of that. And so fast forward through college and, and over time, as I started to do more things and I started to accomplish and become more successful in my life, I noticed my confidence growing. Mm -hmm. And so that, personal power, my personal power. Absolutely. And so then I take that into my study abroad journey in Sydney, Australia, when I was a, a senior in college. And for the first time in my life, I spent the majority of like a five month semester by myself. You know, like I definitely hung out with a lot of people and I met a bunch of people from all over the world, but I lived in a studio flat and I was on the other side of the world with nobody that I knew from home. And so I really had to spend a lot of time with myself mm. and that process totally um, it escalated just my confidence in being with myself and my self-awareness in general, because mm -hmm. I had to spend so much time with myself. I started writing a lot more um, journaling. I started reading a lot more and, you know, and then it just. And I've always been an extrovert. So I always feed off of people's energy. And you always tell me you can't dance on every set. That was one of 
my dad's <laughs> favorite phrases to me when I was growing up is you can't dance on every set. Well, quite honestly, I feel like I can. <laughs> and so um, it was different not having all of those same connections and those um, circle, that circle of influence where I can just flow in and out and hang out with all my friends. Mm -hmm. I was by myself for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so I think coming out of that, um, that further uh, brought to attention like emotional intelligence and self-awareness and mindfulness and all of mm -hmm. those things. And mm -hmm. then once we started speaking on the mm -hmm. subject matter and speaking in front of audiences, it really forced me to dive deep and and um, become very aware of mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. So that's, that's just kind of where that where self-awareness has shown up and, and how it's been a part of me. And I think it's really a part of everybody, um, you know, throughout their life. It's just a matter of how honest are you with yourself? And, you know, that'll di dictate the level of self-awareness you have. Yeah, well, I mean, when you say it's a part of everybody, I mean, it's, it's that's actually an interesting phrase because, you know, it's a part of you uh, if you have self-awareness and it's a part of you if you don't have self-awareness right because there's certain things that you just can't uh you know cue in on or clue in on uh if you're not if you're not aware uh, of things but it's 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 interesting uh as i just heard you talk about your your time in in sydney i remember when you were making your plans to go over there and you were making your living arrangements and you had this option of like getting a a, a room in a four bedroom apartment with people that from other parts of the world just like in college when you go go in move into the dorms you you have your roommates that perhaps you kind of find some synergy in terms of your likes and they try to match you up and so i remember distinctly telling you i'm like yo man like this is this is kind of a, a journey that you might want to spend some time by yourself um uh while you're over there besides you might not want to go you know, 10,000 miles from home. And then all of a sudden you're hooked up in a apartment with three other people that perhaps you don't really care for. It's one thing to do it in college. It's another thing to do it on the other side of the world. And it just so happens that when you put in your living arrangements, the, um, the, the four apartment uh, situation was actually booked. So you have no choice, right. but to go into the studio flat and that, I personally kind of thought it was kind of cool. I don't know if you were upset yeah, about you were it. Always, you were always a pro. You were a fan of that. You were a huge fan of that. Like, oh, this will be great for you. You'll get to spend so much time with yourself. Like, you were high <laughs> well, well <laughs> but here's the thing, right? I, I think it's important that people spend some time with themselves. I think you could attest to that now that you had to do it, right? But, but it's important that you have an opportunity to um hear yourself think it's important that you have an opportunity to you know to recognize i mean I'm, i don't mean to get too organic here but to recognize you know your breath and how are you breathing and 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 and, and you mentioned mindfulness it's important that you spend some time having an opportunity to be mindful of who you are what what you want your day to be like what do you want to get out of this time that 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 you're over here so I don't know. I always, I got a kick out of that, but it's interesting to hear you say self awareness, um, you know, played a big role in that. You've had the opportunity to travel to other parts of the world as well, down in Indonesia and 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 over to Europe. When you went to Indonesia, I remember you telling me a story. Maybe you could just share it real quick 
about getting off of the airplane and then realizing this brand new iPhone that you had purchased before leaving had no coverage. So what was your experience over there? And did that, you know, did that enhance the whole self-awareness thing? Yeah, that was really interesting just because um, I just didn't have any signal over there. And oh, what are you going to do about that, Mr. Miller? Oh, my phone. What am I going to do? I don't have a phone. Well, I mean, I, I was able to I took advantage of it. And I like I went off the grid and it was like super cool. Um, and it was like a new concept to go off the grid because we're so connected just uh, in our day-to-day social media-ing and our texting and and everything so you know when i went over to bali and had no use for my phone except for the camera um it was it was refreshing because i saw and i was traveling in a place where my materialistic things and items were virtually useless over there and so it was very humbling to to go to see that dichotomy and then also recognize just how happy and content a lot of the people that i was meeting that live over there are and it and it forced me to really think about just how much consumerism has kind of um taken over just our appreciation for the little things and so Mm -hmm. that level of awareness and that level of mindfulness kind of like i said it was humbling and it was it was it was a great experience for me honestly one of the most beautiful places i've ever seen um the just the island of bali but uh but yeah i mean there's there's a ton of examples and and really that's what this podcast is designed to be is for us to continue to share examples and stories um, about, like I said, about the topics that, that and, and the messages that we share with audiences. When we talk mm-hmm. about um, family relationships, when we talk about workplace relationships, when we talk about parent-child relationships, and then when we talk about other competencies of social and emotional intelligence and just mm-hmm. how they play a role in, in this, this um, crazy thing called life. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, I'm looking forward to our next episode um, where we're together. I I, I appreciate uh, you and appreciate everything that you have done uh, for me in my life. And I'm looking forward to just kind of sharing that uh, with the general public uh, every couple of weeks or so when we put out our, you know, our, our podcast episodes. Well, thank you. I appreciate working with you and I appreciate all you've done for me, too. And I will end this episode with the help of a Brian Bakerism and Brian Bakerisms were our phrases that my dad used to harp on, <laughs> harp on me and my brother with. And the Brian Bakerism that we'll end today's episode with is don't be a masterpiece of minimalism. So don't be a masterpiece of minimalism. It's a bit of a tongue twister, but until next time, I'll let you dwell on that one. Bye-bye.